It's a game day, Seattle Kraken fans. The Seattle Kraken on a short little road trip, starting with the Arizona Coyotes. Joy Decord, familiar with the campus, if not the barn specifically. Looks like we'll see him between the pipes. Let's get you ready for tonight's game. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We bring you your favorite team every single day, and today it's a game day episode, game number 13. Lucky or unlucky? We'll find out later when the puck drops. Let's get you ready for the game. But before we do, today's episode of Locked On Kraken brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get a $150 bonus bets back in your account with any winning $5 money line bet. $150 if your team wins. Go Kraken! Visit fanduel.com backslash locked on to get started. Let's get started by uh, taking you to Joey Decord. It looks like Joey Dax will get the start. I had an inkling that he might, not just because we start a road trip, um, the the loss to Calgary, <sighs> not Philip Grubauer's fault. You heard Allison Lucan and I allude to that yesterday on yesterday's episode. And if you are a part of the Locked on Kraken Insiders, you heard her dive into that a little bit more. But I just feel like we're starting a new cluster of games give Joy Decord a start in or not his old barn because Mullet is a very new barn, but in a place that has meant so much to him. Um, so we're going to talk about the lines because yes, they are a change in, but first hear from Joey Decord, who we are expecting to start in net about coming back to Arizona state and the opportunity to play for ASU back before Mullet arena was even a thing. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, and um, it's just really cool. I mean, I remember being pretty emotional last year about it. Um, you know, ASU took a chance on me when, you know, I, they were the only school that offered me a scholarship. So, um, you know, Coach Powers and the whole university here, they, they took a chance on me and gave me an incredible opportunity. And, um, you know, to look back now on it, I... It was a pretty crazy decision at the time. I, I committed here without um, ASU ever having played a Division One hockey game. So to look back on it, it was kind of nuts. But now looking back, you know, it's uh, it all worked out. And um, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and excited to, to play tonight. Well, what a lovely story. Joey Decord's story is amazing. And you hear there that he was a pioneer of Arizona State University. And again, if you are a Locked on Kraken insider, you should definitely check out our playlist because – I spoke to Joey Decord at training camp a little bit about Mullet Arena and ASU. And similarly to what he sounded like earlier today, you can just feel how much this place means to him. So hopefully that means he will be and the Seattle Kraken will be in the right mindset 
for tonight's game. Now, we're going to go over stats and facts that's coming up in the next segment. But the fact of the matter is that the Seattle Kraken are changing it up once again. I don't know how many of these graphics I have gone through. But the big change is Kyler Yamamoto. Yesterday's practice was his first with a brand new line of McCann from left to right. McCann, Beneers, and Kyler Yamamoto jumping up to that first line. You are going to hear from Yamamoto in a little bit, but let's not get it twisted. Kyler will be the first one to remind you that he's played on top lines for Edmonton with some, you know, pretty well-known forwards. So he's feeling ready and prepared for tonight. So the top line, once again, it's on your screen, but for those listening on audio, I'll go over it again. From left to right, we've got Jared McCann, Matty Beneers, and Kyler Yamamoto. Second line, Jaden Schwartz, Alex Wenberg, Jordan Eberly. Third line, Ellie Tolvanen, Yanni Gord, and Oliver Bjorkstrand. This is a line that I would love to see together more often. And then finally, we have Devin Shore, Pierre-Edouard Belmar, and Ty Cartier sliding into that fourth spot. Now, if you listened to my conversation with Allison Lucan, then you know I was kind of wondering out loud alongside Allison, who I didn't expect to say much, especially because, you know, she writes for the team. She doesn't speak for the team. But I was kind of wondering out loud during that episode, what are the Seattle Kraken going to do once Brandon Tanev is healthy? Because it seems like his return is imminent. And so for me, just to go back to the graphic here, Yamamoto sliding up tells me a little bit more about Cartier than Yamamoto, in my opinion, because I think Yamamoto, to me, this indicates that the Seattle Kraken, Dave Haxtell and company, they like what they're seeing from Kyler Yamamoto, as we all should like what we're seeing from Kyler Yamamoto. I think the verdict may be still out when it comes to Ty Cartier. I have liked the spark and the physicality that he brings, generally speaking. But unlike what I said on yesterday's episode about Matty Beneers, I think it's a little bit more erratic, sporadic um, with Ty Cartier than it has been with Matty B. So was I necessarily looking for a top line change? No. Do I like Bjorkstrand back with Tolvanen and Gord? Absolutely, yes. Do I think that the line changes have perhaps more to do with trying to figure out where to slot Brandon Tanev, if at all, than anything else? In my opinion, yeah. Because, and we're going to get into this coming up on the episode, but what Dave Haxtell, his big takeaway from the game against the Calgary Flames is that his team played, quote, well below average. And that had nothing to do, end quote, I should say. Uh, His team played, quote, well below average, end quote. And he felt that that had nothing to do with what Calgary was doing. And so right before the Calgary game, I was saying, all right, let's settle into the lines. Then his team plays in a way that he felt, again, 
was well below average and wasn't because of anything Calgary was doing. That's a mentality thing. That's a hustle thing. That's, um, you know, kind of a, a, a will to win, you know, playing to win as opposed to uh, playing not to lose. That's kind of what's happening there. But what he also mentioned is that they need productivity up and down the lineup. And we've talked about that on the show in the past few weeks. We're not seeing that. So I think this is an interesting move. I don't, I don't think it has as much to do with Yamamoto as maybe it has to do with evaluating how to make other players gel. That's just my take. But I guess we'll see how it all works out. Coming up on the show, you are going to hear from Kyler Yamamoto when we get to our three keys of the game. But first, I want us to know the enemy. We're going to talk a little bit about the Arizona Coyotes in our stats and facts section of today's episode of Locked on Kraken. As I mentioned at the top of the show, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Now we know it's football season, and so FanDuel is definitely where you want to be not only for your NHL bets or your NBA bets, but definitely to put money down on the National Football League. And as a matter of fact, right now, new customers will get $150 $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You can take a look at FanDuel for everything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. They have a whole list of Bedard bets that you can check out, which I think is so wild. We talked a lot about future bets last year when Matty B was in the race for Calder. So definitely check out fanduel.com backslash locked on and kick off the NFL season correct. Fanduel, official partner of the National Football League and the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. I told you we're going to hear from Kyler Yamamoto coming up. But first, let's get into knowing the enemy. We're taking on the Arizona Coyotes, who are 5-1-1, 11 points on the season. Their home record, 3-2-0. Not bad. They're 4-5-1, though, in their last 10 games. So we talked about momentum. We did not seize the momentum against Calgary. Let's see what we can do against the Arizona Coyotes. You can see that their power play, just a touch less, or maybe I should say we have just a touch more juice on the power play. We're at a 25.7% clip. They're sitting at 24.4% on the power play. The penalty kill, we're also a touch more 72.7% on the PK for the Seattle Kraken through 12 games leading up to game number 13 tonight. And 71.8% on the PK for the Arizona Coyotes. Now, I talked about it last week a little bit with Ann Kimmel, but this is a Coyotes team and the the Seattle Kraken players were asked about this today by the... um, the media core following the Kraken, you know, this is maybe not the same Arizona team that we've seen in the past two seasons. They've met some success early and, 
you know, they are here to show that their young talent can make an impact. And I've been talking about that, right? I've been talking about how inevitably, at least if you do your job right as a general manager and a front office, if you continue to have high picks because you're a lottery team, inevitably those picks, those trades, those players that you develop through your system are going to, all of that is going to come to pass. So is that what we're seeing for Arizona right now? Is Should we be worried as a team that, again, per Dave Haxtell, played well below average against Calgary? And I can't say that I disagree with him. You know, I think it's it's going to be something to watch. I love when we get the game notes and the full stats package from the Seattle Kraken uh, PR camp. And once again, they came in clutch. Just a few things that we're looking for. One, with a win, the Seattle Kraken would pull together two consecutive road wins. Obviously, we did not win against Calgary. So that's something that we're looking for. We have never lost, uh, or in our last four games, I should say, we have not lost against the Coyotes. So why not make it a, a full five-game sweep? The Kraken, 6-for-17 on the power play, dating back to October 24th. Again, talked a little bit about face-offs and the power play when we had a conversation with Allison Lucan that was on yesterday's episode. I liked her take on Dave Haxtell's philosophy on face-offs. And so looking for the, uh, as I said yesterday, second assist, right? Uh, let's see what our team is doing immediately following the face-off, even on face-offs that we don't win. But for me, it's, it's, that's an intriguing thing to look at. But for me, the exits for the Seattle Kraken are something that I want to see if we can, we can um, do a little bit better. So right now, though, again, let's talk about the, the enemy the Coyotes. The Coyotes are one of six teams in, up there with Boston, Colorado, Montreal, the Islanders, and Pittsburgh that the Kraken have been perfect on the penalty kill against since the start of 2022-23. Let's just keep that going. Let's keep that going. On the other side, Mateus Maselli is riding an eight-game point streak for the Arizona Coyotes third longest active point streak in the NHL and tied for fourth longest act, uh, active streak this year. If he records a point again tonight, he'll become the first Arizona skater to have a point streak of at least nine games since Barrett Hayton, Hayton also had a point in nine consecutive games from March 7th to March 22nd uh, in 2023. Uh, That's according to NHL stats, not NHL edge, but NHL stats. (laughs) All right. You know, I like to look at how the Kraken are faring after uh, when leading in the first, when trailing in the first, really, honestly, I don't even look at all of these because, and we're going to get to keys later. I want to know how the Seattle Kraken um, are going to finish the game, but here's what we need to know for the Arizona Coyotes. They are four, two and oh, when leading after the first period, they are 4-3-0 when scoring first. They are 1-2-0 when trailing after the second period. And they are 0-2-0 when tied after two periods. 
So that goes into what you're going to hear me talk about for Seattle. But the early returns from Arizona tell us that if we let them score first, that's where they want to be. Early returns from this season in the Arizona Coyotes camp is that if we take over the game late in the game, that they won't be able to overcome that. So I think we should keep that in mind. So they have played in seven, I guess, one goal games, one goal differential. They are three, three, and one in one goal games. Oh, and two in two goal games, two and one in three goal games. So that the sweet spot is about a two goal lead. If we can take that in the second um, and have it at the top of the third, that statistically speaking should be good for us. We're going to talk about so much more. We're going to hear from Kyler Yamamoto in just a bit. That's coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by the Sleeper app. With a new NHL season, so many new opportunities come, such as Maddie Beniers becoming a 70-point scorer or the Seattle Kraken could hoist the Stanley Cup. Now, those might seem far-fetched right now, but you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy hockey contests. I mean, you know... We're, we're talking a lot about when the Seattle Kraken are performing at their best. We take a look at the stats. We take a look at the roster changes. So when you take a look at the Sleeper app, you can kind of get a feel and customize your experience on a day-to-day, game-to-game basis to put yourself in the best position possible to win. And this is how you do it. Entries can be made in under a minute, and all you have to do is pick whether studs like Jaden Schwartz or maybe Vince Dunn will record more or less, more or less, over or under, their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. To win a 100x bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. Eight player stats. You can pick and choose. Use the handy-dandy analysis that you get from Locked on Kraken to help you. You heard me right, Kraken fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply, but make sure you use that code LOCKEDONNHL. And you can also check out Sleeper's terms of use for more details and locational availability. All right, Seattle hockey fans, I want to get you ready for whatever your game time routine is. We have a game in the desert 
it's going to be the Seattle Kraken taking on the Arizona Coyotes. Now, I told you about some scenarios of how Arizona does, particularly late in the game. And early returns say that if the Seattle Kraken can take a lead in the second period and hold that lead going into the third, that we have a good chance of beating the Arizona Coyotes. But what are things that we need to do to make sure that we are not playing, quote unquote, well below average, as Dave Haxtell told us? Well, here are my keys to the game. First thing first is play our game. What is the crack in style? Aggressive forward checking, getting defenders involved, moving the puck, making sure that we are productive Lines one through four, all of our D pairs, everyone doing what they need to do, aces in places. So we've got to play our game. Now, here's where I want us to hear from Kyler Yamamoto. He was asked, what is the thing that he felt is the common denominator in the games where Seattle this season hasn't played up to snuff? Here's what Kyler said after morning skate. Is there anything that you feel like has kind of been missing from your game or that it's almost become kind of a common denominator when you guys aren't at your best? It's um, a good question. I would say, honestly, those puck retrievals down low. Um, you know, I think we need to win some more puck battles down low um, and you know, attack the net a little bit more, for sure. I love that from Kyler. I really, really do. I think he's absolutely right. And that's why number two on my list, hello, that's, here we go. Here are the keys. Number two on my list, puck retrieval. And number three on the list, per my conversation regarding how Arizona um, fares when they don't have a lead late in the game, I, I want us to finish strong. Now, I think it's a happy coincidence that Arizona also doesn't play well at the back end of games. But this is more to what my first point was is to play our game. I want us to play our game and we have to learn what our style of play is when we have the lead. We have not been able to keep leads very well. So there's a part of me that wants to say, don't get a lead. But no, you have to learn. Good teams learn how to play with a lead. And there are multiple, that's, it's not, not every lead is the same. And you have to know that. And we talked a little bit about kind of game awareness with Allison Lucan yesterday. But the Seattle Kraken have to have awareness of what's happening in the game. But they also have to find a way to harness their fire. It's not just being in survival mode. We have to learn how to thrive. And listen, without getting into my personal, you know, <laughs> without getting into my personal business too much, although I feel like I do it all the time on the show, that's not the point. Without getting into my personal business, as someone who's working on learning how to exit survival mode, survival mode is supposed to be just that. Um, but sometimes you get stuck there. I think the Seattle Kraken are a little bit stuck in survival mode, and that can overwhelm your, your, your system. It can overwhelm what you're trying to do. Sometimes you overthink. Sometimes you underthink. Sometimes you freeze. Sometimes you're trying to do too much. Just settle in. Take a breath. Left foot, right foot, breathe, repeat as the uh, 
late Pat Summit used to tell her Tennessee volunteer basketball players, left foot, right foot, breathe, repeat. And then work on thriving. I want to see this Seattle Kraken team thrive. Now, what gave me hope is that if you heard yesterday's episode with Allison Lucan, she says we're actually doing better, statistically speaking, than we were at this time last season. And obviously, we know how last season ended against Dallas in Game 7, Round 2. But the point was a good one. There are some things that are a little sloppy, that are well below average, as Dave Haxtell said. And there are some good things. There are things that are certainly improved from last year. There are things that are just different. And we don't know if they're improved or not from last season. We have to stay the course. We have to hold fast. We have to stay true. And tonight we say loud and proud, let's go cracking. But you know I can't close without saying be kind to yourself. Be kind to one another. And we're on the road, but you can still listen to your favorite radio broadcast crew of Everett and Al by listening to the Sirius XSM app and searching Kraken. You can also search for this here show on Sirius SXM. That's right. You can find Locked on Kraken on the Sirius XSM app. Either way, however you listen, however you watch, like I said earlier, loud and proud, we say let's go Kraken. Enjoy the game, and I will catch you on the next episode. Peace out, everybody.